Hello everyone, it's your host, Alana Johnson, and welcome back to Under the Ropes, a show that's all about all-around coverage of current wrestling and wrestling-related content that is meant to provide all of its viewers with the latest news, analysis, predictions, highlights of all shows and pay-per-views. This week was a very exciting week because we got to have our midweek pay-per-view crown jewel over in Saudi Arabia. A lot of matches, a lot of good energy came, coming from that night. Not only that, we had Raw with the King of the Ring, Queen Court semifinals. We got to see Drew McIntyre's final match on Raw after being drafted to SmackDown. And also we got to see the defeat and we get to talk a little bit more about the defeat of the Raw Women's Champion and what that means for the future. Also going to Crown Jewel, we get to we got to see Edge and Seth Rollins' final match. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how brutal and how powerful that match is, about how both men gave their all um, in their final bout with each other. We get to find out who are our winners for the King of the Ring and Queen Court tournament matches. Also, in the night, the women's triple threat match between Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks. Very powerful, very exciting, a lot going on, but awesome match overall. And finally, our main event match of the night, very anticipating Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar after Brock Lesnar coming back from a small hiatus at SummerSlam. And then SmackDown, talking all about a little bit more, and we get to find out um, about the show opener brawl between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. We'll also get into how that all happened um, and the consequences of that. Go into Drew McIntyre's opening on SmackDown and having his first match. A new group coming out named Hit Row and making their name statement into the new tag team universe, but also at the end of the night, Charlotte and Sasha Banks and their brawl for the title exchange. So starting off, we want to talk about Raw overall on ten eighteen in Sacramento, California. The night started with Xavier Woods and Jinder Mahal in their King of the Ring semifinals tournament match. It was a it was the show opener match. It had Kofi Kingston in the corner, rep trying to help uh, Xavier Woods out as emotionally as possible, staying on the sides, of course. Um, the match how did end with a diving, a finishing diving elbow drop from Xavier Woods, leading to the win of the match. And Xavier Woods heads off to Crown Jewel to defeat and face Finn Balor. Second off, Austin Theory defeated Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy interrupted for a rematch. Austin Theory was originally meant to go against someone else early in the night, but Jeff Hardy wanted to have a rematch with Austin Theory. Theory won, but not without Hardy hitting him with a twist of fate and adding on a selfie of his falling out for his collection. 
with Drew McIntyre's last match on Raw after being drafted to SmackDown. He was matched with the current WWE Champion Big E in a tag team match against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rode. This was an interesting match. Both of them are clashing. They are also going against each other for the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel. So this was a moment where they both had to come together. But obviously, there were little hiccups here and there with communication. But that didn't mean anything. Both are big, powerful men. And Big E sealed the win with a pen. And of course, after the match, there was a little trash talking between the two to make sure that the momentum was still going for Crown Jewel. In the Queen of the Court semifinal matches, it was between Dewdrop and Shanila Baszler, Selena Vega, who is the SmackDown semifinalist going to head off into a crown jewel to face whoever was the winner of this of this fight, um, sat on the side to watch her opponents. It was a very interesting match. Both are very competitive and very eager women trying to fight for this first opportunity to be the first crowned um, women's uh, queen court champion. But of course, Dude dropped Pin Baszler um, and just overcame her to head to the semifinals on Thursday. Bianca Belair defeated Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair in a championship match. However, this was based off of a disqualification match against Charlotte Flair after hitting Bianca with a steel chair. There was no win possible since it was a disqualification and no WWE championship match can be won that way unless a certain stipulation was put in a put in place. So therefore Charlotte Flair was able to keep her championship title. Overall, Raw was very revving up. Raw needed to be very exciting and very um, open, considering that this was going to be the last time for um, Crown Jewel where we get this momentum running and going. And I think overall, I think all the matches were really on point. And we got some questions answered going into which matchups would go into Crown Jewel. Overall, I give it a 7 out of 10. It was a very great night. Heading over to Crown Jewel on 10-21 on Thursday in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The match opened with the Usos defeating... Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander of the Hurt Business. It was a the opening match. It looked sideways for the WWE SmackDown champions um, with Benjamin and Alexander getting the heads up on them. 
But overall, Jemmy, a part of the Usos, recovered, really fought back, put in his own after being put down, and won the match. Edge and Seth Rollins came together for their final bout between the two in Hell in a Cell. Each of them gave their all, they put energy, and they fought their hardest to win the match, especially since both of them have obviously gone to, to really far lengths to prove that each other is the best between the two. However, things fell short for Rollins in the end with Edge winning over Seth with his signature curb stomp for the win very solidifying how much Edge really wanted to win especially after Rollins going into his house it was very uncalled for and Edge really wanted to give it his all and I think using Seth Rollins curb stomp really put in that put in that energy put in that momentum put in that statement saying I am the best I'm got this chapter's done In the Queen of the Ring tournament match finals, Selena Vega and Dewdrop came together to fight for the very first King Queen's Queen's crown. Dewdrop did use her size as an advantage to get one over over Selena Vega, but after the DDT, the final DDT from Vega. She also hit a code red, her signature move, and do drop and become WWE's first queen of the ring. Very exciting match, especially since she's making history. Nothing has ever happened to that before, and especially doing it in Saudi Arabia, over the country, putting in her own. It really does make a statement that the women are here to play. They're here to be equal. They're here to make a statement here in WWE. Really good match between the two of them. Goldberg and Bobby Lashley once again came together in their own match. In a no-holds-bar match, this is one of the multiple matches that the two have had over the past year or so. It was very brutal between the two. And both of them went hard and quick. Bobby came in at the beginning of the match hitting Goldberg with a steel chair. There was tables. There was a jackhammer. A lot of things occurred during the match. But in the end, all the brutality, Goldberg speared Bobby Lashley after a hot minute of going back and forth with a lot of items going around the ring and going off the stage. Goldberg held in for the win. This was very interesting considering that the buildup between this match wasn't there yet. It has occurred so long that everyone kind of knew the backstory of it. There wasn't really something new. It's been a long storyline, very conflict around these two. I think it was very interesting how WWE never really had Goldberg come that much in person. It was very much um, virtual, on the screen, didn't see him. There was not much interaction. So when it came down to um, Crown Jewel and 
the both of them, you know, fighting and giving their all. It was, it just showed that the charisma in person and needing to do the promos wasn't entirely necessary, especially for an old timer like Goldberg. He is a very common staple name. People want to come and see him, you know, so it's not necessary for, um, for him to come in person and do all that stuff. And then I think that was really interesting, especially since, um, the pay, the pay-per-view was the week before. Usually you see everyone come together and try to get the momentum out and you got to see all the rise. So, and it, it was a good match either way without the promos and all of that. So. Also going into the men's King of the Rings match between Xavier Woods and Finn Balor. This match was very interesting to watch. It was very even between the two. This, this is very interesting to see because usually Xavier Woods is has been with the New Day, um, which is Big E and Kofi Kingston for a very long time. Those are his partners. So you really only got to see um, primarily Big E or Kofi Kingston, considering that the both of them are or was WWE champions. You really didn't get to see that much from Xavier Woods. So to see him going head to head and holding his own against a former Universal champion that is Ben Balor um, was an amazing fight to see. Um, both of them stood their own. They were comparing with each other with super suplexes and super kicks. It was a lot of supers going on and with Woods giving Baylor a flying elbow he fulfilled his dreams to become king of the ring it was a very emotional piece for him I'm so glad to see what Xavier Woods and what this could hold out to me for him in the future considering that the rest of his teammates are WWE champions maybe this could be the beginning of a steamroll to a new championship and maybe even a match between the three of them so I think it'd be a good little storyline very good competition piece for all three of them so I cannot wait to see what Xavier Woods gets in the future if this means a push for him because it was a really good match and they both held their own in their last matchup, for now, Big E and Drew McIntyre went head-to-head in this big physical match. Both are very large, very physical men. Both was able to toss each other around the ring, tossing each other over the mat, picking up very powerful moves, showing brute strength and power that belonged to any WWE champion. And it was very interesting, to say the least, with McIntyre running, running a bulldog, trying to get the final win. However, it didn't work, and it ended up with Big E spearing and pinning Drew McIntyre to retain his championship. Honestly, wouldn't have saw this go any other way um especially since Drew is going to SmackDown I think it was just a nice little ending to their little chapter at least for now um but imagine Drew McIntyre actually winning this and then taking another championship 
to SmackDown. The Raw would be championship list. I think it'd be really hilarious. But, you know, the, the validity, the truth of all that happening was just not possible. So. And an amazing match between three amazing women, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks came together for the chance at the um, championship match, championship. Bianca held her and things in the beginning. She was really putting in the work to make sure that she was able to maintain after being screwed over in the past between both ladies for the championship, really wanted to make sure that she was putting her foot out first to say, hey, I belong in this match and I want this championship. But the man, Becky Lynch, kicked her out and tried to um, make sure she was not a part of the conversation at all, kicked her out of the ring and left it down to her and Sasha fighting. The end was very close. There was a lot of close counts. Multiple counts were being held between the two, between the three of them actually, with Bianca coming in and out. But it all ended up with amazing and even sneaky tactic on from the man with her rolling up in pinning Sasha Banks while holding on to the bottom rope for leverage. She was rolled up in a ball and Sasha Banks had no choice but to hold that three. There was no way to get out. And that is how Becky Lynch managed to retain her WWE Championship. And that, ladies and gentlemen, the sneaky moves of the century is why I'm calling this the under the ropes moment of the week. It was snow. It was so sneaky. It was so underhanded. It was very much last call. I am struggling. There was a lot of pins in those last couple moments of the match too. So everything was getting really, really close. And I can understand the nervousness between um, the current WWE uh, women's champion. So, especially holding on to the ropes and being able to take any any moment possible and any legal way possible to win that match was was I'm calling the under the ropes moment of the week. It was very much under the ropes. And ending the night with the main event after weeks of back and forth with teasing and thoughts of betrayal between Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns. The three of them all came together, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the main event for the WWE Universal Champion. This match was brutal this match was going to be brutal Brock Lesnar opens the match with a suplex early immediately as soon as the bell rings but Reigns managed to counter each and every time Lesnar tried to suplex or did suplex him 
there was spears to suplexes to superman punches the ferocity of all men of all these men both of these men were giving in this match these men have been on each other's for multiple years now and I've been able to see the 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 power and the the relationship and the 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 connection I guess you can say between the two over years it, they've been in main events for Wrestlemania specifically in Wrestlemania 31 that was a very iconic match between these two for the WWE Championship, there was also WrestleMania 33-32. You know, there's a lot of matches where these men have come together, they have fought, and they have proved their worth, and this match held together like no end. But, of course, during the end of the match, things get a little bit tricky for all the men. Lesnar manages to knock out one of the refs during a move very much on accident knocks him out but Lesnar does not notice this and F5's Roman to pin him for the win in all technicality if the ref was there Brock Lesnar would have won said match however there was no ref there to count so it left Brock Lesnar in a very upset position and this left him very confused and both men were laid out on the ground trying to figure out next steps and Paul Heyman which was or could possibly be still the advocate for Brock Lesnar and the current tribal chiefs special counsel decided to make this very tricky move which was saying to both of them ambiguously of course you know what to do and he throws the universal championship between two men we have no idea who he was talking to of course but this ensued a tug of war between both men, very childish. Lesnar manages to get it, rides, and feels all the power that the Universal Championship usually gets. However, it was very distracted, and the universe, uh, the rest of the butt line, the Uso brothers, um, interfered with the match and super kicked him in the face, um, smacking him, putting him on the ground. And of course, Roman Reigns putting in and noticing noticing all this, spears him, and of course, at the very moment, a new ref comes out to count the pin. This was, this did not disappoint. In no way, shape, or form did I expect this match to disappoint because Brock Lesnar is such a, such a household name that you just you just know that this match is going to be good and it was it was so good especially since we know that it's probably going to continue because we don't know who Paul Heyman was talking to we don't know if Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are still in cahoots we don't know anything so this is going to be a very interesting match can't wait to see what it sees in the future 
which that also leads to SmackDown as a whole. But to give my overall rating of Crown Jewel, it was most definitely a 9 out of 10. It gave everything that it needed to give. Of course, there were certain things lacking with matches. But overall, it was a really great Thursday pay-per-view. Especially since it's Thursday at noon. People are going to be at work. Don't expect much, but it gave everything. It gave it like a regular Sunday-Saturday pay-per-view. So, very excited for that. SmackDown came to town in Wichita, Kansas on 10-22. And this show started with Brock Lesnar making a statement. Before leaving Crown Jewel... Brock Lesnar said, The moment I arrive at SmackDown, I will beat Roman Reigns senseless. This left Roman mocking Brock, of course, telling him at the beginning of the show, Hey, I'm here. If you want to fight, I'm here. We can do this now, and I'm waiting for you. And Roman waited a good couple minutes for him to show up, and of course, he didn't. So he wanted to leave, but at the very last moment, Brock Lesnar came out and a brawl ensued between the both. This was, of course, because of the controversial win that happened on Sunday, on not Sunday, but Crown Jewel between the two. Didn't feel like it was a fair match. However, there was a brawl that led to Brock going senseless on the Usos and on Roman. And when Adam Pearce, the general manager for SmackDown, came out to bring calmness to Brock, he went through all those people as well. To the point where Adam Pearce felt that it was absolutely necessary to suspend Brock Lesnar indefinitely. This, of course, did not go well as Brock Lesnar F5'd him twice in the middle of the ring. This reminded me a lot of WrestleMania 31's aftermath on Raw. It gave the same energy. Brock was ready to fight. He wanted for the WWE Championship. Things didn't go his way. He fought through people. He threw the cameraman. He went and through people, through the announcer's table, he effed five and broke Triple H's arm. It was a lot of violence and it reminded me of that. So it was very nostalgic for me to watch this over again on SmackDown. I think, what, seven years later. Oh, it was such a moment. I'm so glad that I remembered this. And very much the same thing happened as it did then. He was suspended indefinitely and was given a fine. So... It was a very enlightening and very emotional moment for me to watch that on Friday. After that, Drew McIntyre decided that he wanted to open his very first match with an open challenge. And Sami Zayn decided to answer and accept that challenge. However, it did not go Sami Zayn's way as Drew McIntyre Claiborne kicked the mess out of Sami Zayn to make an official statement that he is here on SmackDown. 
King Woods finally had his first coronation as the new King of the Ring with Kofi Kingston giving his speech to the new king. Very much congratulating him on a very great job and Woods begs that he is going to have a new promise for his reign, making it open for everyone and making it fair for anyone who wants to challenge him during his time. I'm very excited to see what this can do for Woods. As I stated before, this could be the beginning of something bigger. As always on the season premiere of any show, especially overall, there are new groups and new opportunities being placed forward. And of course, a new one that was introduced was the Hit Row. And this is a very interesting dynamic group, very new style. Was very intrigued to see this, especially on TV with their all being African American members was giving very much diverse and I was very excited to see it and it just proved that they really wanted to be there as they defeated Dustin Lawyer and Daniel Williams in their very first match. And of course the night ended with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch doing a title exchange since both of them are swapping prospective brands. Um, Raw's Becky is going to Raw and Charlotte is staying on SmackDown so they had to swap championship matches but nothing was kept sane as Sasha Banks decided to make her voice known about her wanting to be a part of the titleship um, match and titles. Of course Becky was not interested in Sasha Banks at all especially after defeating her last night but the show ended with a fight breaking out between Sasha and Charlotte Flair. Overall I give this show a 10 out of 10 for a season premiere. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of energy and I'm very excited to see what this season and what this time could represent for WWE. I cannot wait to watch more. As always I would love to say it is never too late to check out what's going on under the ropes. See you next week.